This is I Rock with Rockstars, hosted by Ryan from I Rock 93.5. Uh, hey, what up? It's Ryan with I Rock 93.5. Let's discover some new music. That's what I always like to say, man, because we love to discover new music here at I Rock 93.5. And I got Des Rocks in studio to do it for us. How hey, you doing, man? I'm good, Ryan. How are you? I am great. So, I mean, let's get started all the way at the back. Your birth. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, my mother <laughs> fell in love with this woman from Queens. And uh, let me tell you about this one night. This one night. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, seriously, you know, I, so I've looked into your background, but for the people listening to this, what was that moment that you're like, I'm going to pick up a guitar. Oh, I'm good at this. I'm going to pursue this and do this. Well, it's funny because all those things, those are three very different things that happen at three very different times. So just to take it from the top of your first question, uh, when did I first discover music and guitar? It had to be uh, just driving around uh, Queens and Long Island with my dad growing up in New York and listening to ACDC tapes. And then I'll never forget seeing on TV Queen at Wembley. And I was just oh. so... I was so overtaken by the size and, and the the power of that performance yeah. that I've been chasing that ever since. And then I think the second one was, when did you think you were good at it? Oh, I'm still working on that part. <laughs> and then the third one is, uh, when did you really go for it? And that was like when I was like 12, 13. Okay. I would just start showing up to clubs in New York City and just seeing if they would let me play and walking around with the guitar. And I would literally come in and they'd say, okay, they would like make up this law. They were like, all right, you're not 21, right? So you can play, but the second you're done playing, you have to leave. And that's what sure. I would do. I would walk in like CBGBs, like a 13, 14-year-old, and I'd play like three or four songs, and I'd be immediately kicked out. <laughs> but you played, though. I did play, I mean, uh, but I played to about a bartender and maybe like the bartender's drunk friend who was there for the night before, but that's it. <laughs> but that bartender remembers. They do. They do. I, and by now, obviously, they look back and go, wait a minute, did I see that kid when he was 14 years old? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a lot, a lot, a lot worse back then. It takes a couple hours to get decent, so. Yeah, a couple hours, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, obviously, you're pretty decent now, and you are, we were just kind of talking about, it, you're traveling all over the place doing these shows. You said you did about 50 of them already? Yeah, last night in, uh, where was it, Minneapolis. Last night was 50 this year, so yeah. it's, it's been a journey. That That is awesome. Um, and obviously, now they're not kicking you out right after you're done. No, I get kicked okay. out before I even get on stage. Oh, no, I'm damn, kidding. Damn, <laughs> damn, damn, all right. <laughs> not this guy again. Yeah. Close the doors, quick. Yeah. Uh, and, and so when you're out there, you know, I, now I should say, you know, we're here in the studio with Des Rocks, just Des Rocks. Mm -hmm. However, when you're out doing these things, you got some people with you, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, the show at nighttime and the acoustic daytime are like a real yin and yang, man. They could not be more opposite experiences. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to get one side of the coin today. And yeah, I hope you'll enjoy it. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we've already been um, playing your new song. Thank you so much. I and, really appreciate and it. Actually, I, I think it, well, I shouldn't say it just played because you're listening to this well after it played, but it just did play as you were driving in. And I'm like, oh, hey, perfect timing here. Let's play this one. So the iRock 9 five listener knows that side already and knows that rock so for you when you're going okay i'm, I'm writing this I'm, I'm listening to this i'm doing this do you love that acoustic guitar and that that kind of performance or do you love to throw it down with everything around you yeah oh, i think i think like an acoustic show is kind of like this little small percentage of my brain because 99 <laughs> percent of the time i'm just thinking about 
how far can I push this? How extreme can I make it? How dramatic can I make it? Um, and then in the back of my mind, it's nice to just kind of like uh, chill out with a little acoustic once in a while. You, you know, it's a little bit of a balancing because I'm just thinking in my brain to what I was doing 12 hours ago versus to what I'm going to do right now. Right. And uh, it just kind of makes me smile a little bit in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it is nice that, you know, because some artists, they, they can't do that. They can't go from one to the other. It's either... I am I am this acoustic guy. That's what I am. Or it's it's go 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 the entire time, and I don't want to unplug. They 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 get nervous about it. So being able to balance both those, I think, is you know great for you. You started out though doing more on the acoustic side of things. Uh, yeah, I would do a kind of mix of everything. I would just grab literally whatever instrument was in front of me or backlined at a club and ask if I could play it and just hop on. Uh, so yeah, and I'm glad I created the illusion that I can actually balance the two because you haven't heard me play yet. So. <laughs> well, guitar is your specialty, but you just said any instrument. What all do you play? Well, I, I play a lot of everything. Um, I also play kind of nothing at the same time. I really, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing on all instruments, but I can just do enough to get around on it. Um, but actually, a lot of the Des Rocker, Des Rocks records you hear, I'm playing everything on it. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing, can't really read music or any of that kind of stuff. I'm just uh, feeling my way around, and I, I really just go by ear and gut, uh, and hopefully I can just get a good take that I can use. So when you're writing it, if you're not reading the music, it's just you with this guitar right here, and you're just playing until you go, oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of running around the, mo- uh, the room like Sonic the Hedgehog, like, <laughs> like just like zip, 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 going from drums, bass, guitar, drums, bass, guitar, hop on the vocal mic for a little bit, um, and I'll do that sort of thing. And then uh, this new album is the first time I teamed up with some collaborators, uh, this amazing guy, Al Johannes from Queens of the Stone Age, yep. and we got in together. And uh, I brought in the live band to play in a bunch of stuff. So they were able to up the things that I usually uh, try to do but don't really succeed at. Right. So they took, I'll see, you said that like the uh, modest artist. I'll spin it for you as like a PR guy. They took your vision and brought it to life. Yes, my masterful, That's what- <laughs> masterful genius vision. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But they were good. Uh, you know, it was funny because with Al Johannes from Queens, he's an amazing guitar player. He's just yeah. sick, sick, sick. And he'd be like, I have an idea of what you should do here on guitar. And he'd play it for me in the studio real fast. And I go, Al, that's amazing. We re- were we recording on that? He goes, yeah, we were recording on that. He's like, but you have to play it. I was like, oh, man, you're, you're killing sure. me. So I'd sit there for four hours learning this guitar part. Uh, but it was very important to him that I be playing all the guitar on the records. Uh, But a lot of the drums is my live drummer, a lot of the bass is my live bassist, and they did an amazing job. Okay. So everything that's on the the album, it's all done by the, the people you just mentioned. It's all also stuff that you can do on stage live. Oh, yeah. You don't need to bust out a laptop and say, okay, I need to have these backings, this or this or this. It's all stuff that it's like, hey, what you hear here, you're going to be able to hear here. Oh, totally. We do a lot of cool stuff live with like things that we're triggering and samples that come out. Um, But at the end of the day, it is a three-piece rock band. And we spend a lot of time dialing in some enormous comically enormous guitar tones and bass tones that just fill in a layer of sound that is kind of unimaginable. Uh, and what I love about the live show too, because like a record is done. You know, you've, you put out a record, it's gone. It's not yours anymore. But live, I can constantly rearrange and reinterpret the songs kind of in a way I'm about to do now. Yeah, cool. Well, yes, you are sitting here with a uh, guitar in your hands and we'll talk more about the live shows because I'm curious about a couple more things. But since you got a guitar... 
You want to play something for us? Yeah, of course. All right. So what's this first one? This is called Never Ending Moment, and it's a song that's based around drum solos. And this is the one <laughs> This is the one that you can hear on iRock 93.5, slightly different than this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. be modest about it but man you're good oh thank you man i appreciate that thank you so much <laughs> no that, that was awesome I and mean, it's it's i love hearing a song that i've been hearing the way we're playing it on the radio and then hearing it this way like Thanks, that man. is always such a cool i just transition how you take one thing and go now i'm gonna do it this way yeah it's like the ultimate difference between a song and a recording people were like what's the difference between a song and a recording i was like well that's a song and what you're playing is the recording. Right. Yeah. Very much. So uh, I, I've also got to ask, I took a couple pictures, which I'm sure if you're listening to this, you can see it right now also on our uh, on the app here. There are, I'm trying to count here real quick, 10 strings on that guitar? Oh, 12. 12, ah. Yeah, there's a lot of strings that are more than I know what to do with on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, just the moment you pull it out, I'm like, there's a lot going on with that thing. Mm -hmm. But then when I hear you play it, I'm like, 
there's a lot going on with the way you play it. So <laughs> don't sell yourself short, man. That uh, that is some good stuff right there Thanks, for sure. Man. Thank you. So since we uh, since we just listened to the never-ending moment right there, let's talk about that song. Uh, where was the inspiration for that one come from? Oh, boy. Uh, everything with this album is all about uh, the, the sort of things of rock and roll that made me fall in love with it in the first place, right? So it's things that feel simple and giant and accessible and, and just kind of world uniting. But then you dig under the hood and you realize, oh, there's a lot going on. Like, I feel like you get a lot of that with Queen, you know, the chord changes, the music, the drum parts. Uh, so I wanted to create something for like that 10 year old kid who's in front of the mirror, like playing air guitar and rocking out and creating those sort of larger than life moments that I feel like are so lost today in a culture where everyone's just trying to be cool, you know, shoegazy kind of stuff. Oh, rock needs to be this. It needs to be that. For me, rock just needs to be real and huge. And that's what I think rock is. Uh, and I know it's a little bit against the, the, the current and a lot of the modern landscapes, but that is the, the mission. And then the song itself, um, you ever experiencing something where you're in a moment and you already have a sort of nostalgia for it before it's even over. Sure. So you're already missing something, even though you're like, but I'm here right now. It's not over yet, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and it's kind of that uh, as it pertains to a relationship that you know is about to end. Okay. Yeah. So you don't be looking towards the end of it. Enjoy where you're at right now. Well, I guess it's kind of, yeah, I guess it's kind of an anthem to stay in the present and enjoy life as it is. And, you know, when it's actually over, it'll be actually be over. Are you a Star Wars fan? Oh, yeah, but not, not a, a diehard. I feel like you uh, probably are if you ask me that question. I, I, I ask because when you say that, I get that Yoda quote where he talks about uh, how Luke was always looking to the future, never in the moment, never in the present. Right, and it's right. Like, yeah, and Yoda had to train him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nerd. That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Can I ask a quick side question? Of course you can. Is enjoying Star Trek exclusive from enjoying Star Wars, or can you enjoy both? Can you I, be diehard to both? <sighs> That is a good question. I think there are some that mm -hmm. are, but most, I think they choose their sides. So I feel like that means you're not. I'm not. Okay. You know, I, back in the day when, uh, when my dad would show me some of the old stuff with, you know, the originals. The Shatner stuff. Yep. The okay. old Shatner stuff. There was some of those that I was like, okay, I like this, but I, I drifted more Star Wars. Like I'll watch the Star Trek movies, mm -hmm. right? But I'm not like, Oh my gosh, I know every line. I own them. And da, da, da. Like, I own Disney Plus, so I can watch all the Star Wars and watch all the yeah. Marvel stuff. I don't own <laughs> whatever the streaming service is for Star Trek. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. Now I have a follow up question of okay. how you think of everything J.J. Abrams related. Oh, <laughs> how much time you got on air for that? I was going to say, let's see. How long do we, we want to sit here afternoon? for? Can we do an afternoon? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, let's, <laughs> let's switch this back to you then. Uh, 50 shows in the last year. Yeah. You come rolling in on your bus here. What are you doing in between all of that to just, you know, stay sane? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, you know, there there's a lot of free time and also no free time on tour. Um I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not being productive. No, no, I'm kidding. I can get a lot done. You know, you can just kind of post up with a laptop and uh, get back to a lot of people who need you. But I actually, I get a lot of my best song ideas on the road. Sure. So I'll have these like 3 a.m. babbling voice notes in my head. And then I'll look at it when I get home from, road, from the road. And I'm like, wow, that's like, that's it. That's my next song. And I'm yeah. going to work on that. Because there's something about having no sleep, uh, being completely sleep deprived yep. and uh, playing really hard, uh, really aggressively, losing a lot of body fluids. And then you kind of have a few hours of sleep and in the middle of the night, things will come to you. It's almost like a drug induced state. It's crazy. Well, yeah, because you're, I mean, you get off the stage at 
11, 11.30, you know, whatever time the gig ends, it's not like, all right, I'm going to shower and go to bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're running high on adrenaline at that point. Yeah. And so there's no, all right, let's, let's roll. It's like a mind all, you're kind of in like a mind altering state. You know what I mean? It, it really is true. It's like without things that would typically mind alter your mind, you know? <laughs> right. So, yes. um, you know, it's just, just the lifestyle of it is kind of mind altering. So I get a lot of good ideas and I'll work on those a lot there on the road. Okay. As long as you don't, uh, spend all the time just getting sucked into social media conversations. No, I don't, I don't really partake in the conversations. I will, uh, be a passive viewer and I yeah. will watch and listen to a lot of things that are said about me. Sure. I find it very entertaining. Um, <laughs> they always are, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I joke social media, can be great, but man, it can just, it can suck you, it can suck you into dark places or it can just be a time suck as well Yeah, where you know how the, the rabbit hole gets and all of a sudden you're like, why have I spent the last 30 minutes watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia bloopers? Like what the hell? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I feel like what we're doing now, like this is like kind of like the Jedi path and then just scrolling your phone for eight hours is more like the Sith path, <laughs> you know, just to bring it all back. <laughs> you yeah. did. That yeah. was a perfect way to bring it back. Thank you. All right. I love what we're doing here. Yeah. Uh, latest album and Never Ending Moment. Those both dropped within the last, like what, about three, four months? Yeah. Uh, Never Ending Moment I think came out like just a month and a half, two months ago. I okay. actually have a new single that I just put out today called Lion the Lightning that is a oh. real rattlesnake of a record if you get to check it out. Okay, cool. I yeah. will have to check that one out. Um, what has... And this is, so Never Any Moment has been your first one that has started gaining that attention and that all of a sudden like, oh, it's, yeah, I haven't looked lately, but it's a, it's a top 40 song, you know? Mm-hmm. What has that ride been like going from kid playing in the clubs to now all of a sudden, hey, I just listened to you on my way to this show? Oh man, it's, it's really weird because I've really, uh, just to kind of jump into my head a little bit, I've really spent a lifetime uh, sticking out like a sore thumb. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I've been showing up to these little clubs and rec centers in the tri-state area of New York and playing to like four people like it's Wembley Stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my whole life I've just been this black sheep, but it's like, it's what I love, it's what I do. Um, so to kind of cut through um, in like the rock radio world has really been a dream come true because when you don't sound like everybody else in the charts, it's a lot harder to get started. You know, if I, if I go, I, uh, I got a new artist for you. It's Imagine Dragons Light. You want to spin it? I'll go, okay, I know what it is. Let me throw it in. Check it out. Right. Uh, but when it's so uh, different from everything else out there, it's really hard to get a couple of yeses. But I feel like when you do cut and when people take a chance on you and really stick their neck out, then there's no ceiling and you can really... Uh, realize the whole dream as it is, you know? Yeah. And you know, there's, there's certain sounds you have, you have the established artists that of course you're going to see at the time. I mean, there's, there's, you're staying in Metallica and Foo Fighters. I mean, of course they're going to be at the top of the chart. Then you have like that next up and coming level where you have like a bad omens or, you know, something like that, that you see growing that has kind of that new, you know, metal core, whatever kind of thing you want to see it or call it. Then there's that next level. Mm-hmm. And it's ones like yourself that it's like, this, this doesn't fit. <laughs> the like, where do I put this next to this? But then when you just step back as a radio guy, when you step back and just listen to it, go, this is cool. Like, Thanks. it's Appreciate just a cool it. song and it can, it can flow. Now there's going to be some stations that it's going to be like, well, how does this flow next to this or this? And they're, they're, they're not going to think that way. But I think, you know, that's, I could go on a whole side tangent of radio and how we keep screwing ourselves <laughs> by thinking there? in yeah, that box. Curious, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but I think that's where, you know, you, like you said, it's something unique and different. 
And maybe rock needs more of that. Yeah, thanks, man. I think, um, you know, I always say, like, nobody knows what to do with me except for the people who do. Um, <laughs> so, like, it's, it's, it's very hard to find people to champion you in that sense. Uh, I was, you know, I was, I was working so hard. I was working a day job and then working on music all night and I really burning the candlestick at both ends, trying to get a manager, trying to get an agent, trying to get a record deal. And nobody would respond to an email, nothing. I'm sitting there hustling all day, all night, yeah. years and years and years. It was looking pretty dark, you know? When you look at the bank account, it's like $318 in there. You know, it could be, you're like, man, what am I doing? A couple of Thanksgivings. And people are like, is this guy still really going for this music thing, yeah. you know? And, um, you know, and then like the Rolling Stones asked me to tour with them and open for them. And at that time, I could still not get a single radio play or right. anything. And they have this... They have this crazy history of taking out artists who people don't like or get or understand yet. They took out Prince in the early days. They took out Guns N' Roses in the early days. And Mick Jagger said to me, he was like, I bet a lot of people don't get what you're doing. He was like, it's going to be a really long journey for you, but you got to just keep going. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget those words because, uh, yeah, man, I'm just trying to be rock and roll to the core. I don't care about what scene it falls into. I'm just going to do me. And that's that's got to be one of the most inspirational things for you to have legend like that say, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And you know he because it wasn't just like saying anything immediate after that. I it's a couple of years, you know. For one day you're playing the eighty thousand with the Stones, and the next night you're playing the two hundred fifty kids in a basement in Alabama. And <laughs> but importantly, most importantly, it's the same show no matter what. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, matter. yeah. No, I mean you you've gotta you gotta bring it every single time because because there's one person out there who either doesn't know you or has walked in for something else and you have that opportunity to grab them. Yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> you know, and like, I couldn't imagine if I was a kid who lived in Alabama, my favorite band came to town and they were like, ah, hey, we're going to phone it in tonight. Right. You know, I ne- actually, I probably go the hardest at the smallest shows because those get the rowdiest and, and the most intense. And, you know, you, I've, I've toured with some bands and played with some bands who have a different philosophy on it and it's, it's very uninspiring to me, mm. you know? Um, I think like the ones I really like throw my voice out at or throw my back out at are going to be the smaller ones. <laughs> right. you know? Those are the ones your next day you're like, oh God, what did I do? Yeah, you, like, <laughs> woke, up, you wake up like legitimately hung over from those shows, <laughs> right. you know? Like last night in like Minnesota or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, cool, well, we got some more time here, so I say we play one more since you're still holding that guitar and cool. then we'll kind of wrap it up. Sound good? Awesome, yeah. All right, what's the next one you got for us? I don't know, it's kind of a choose your own adventure. I can make it a little bit more rock and roll or I could, like, I could bring us down a little bit. I'm not sure. I will tell you with this audience, with this station, make it a little bit more rock and roll. Done. All right. It's a song called Let Me Live, Let Me Die. Ah, no pain, ah, no dread. Wicked veins, they turn to lead. Tears don't stop the fire It's killing Tom back from the dead See your eyes got nothing left Kiss me, I am the cobra It's killing Tom Oh, let me live, oh, let me live, oh, let me die Oh, let me live, oh, let me live, oh, let me die Rip me out the moment. 
It's killing time, feel in the dark All these thoughts yet will never stop Meet my friend the lonesome It's killing time Oh, let me live, oh, let me live, oh, let me die So my words will not be as inspirational as Mick Jagger's. <laughs> but dude, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much, man. man. You are good. Appreciate you. Thanks. Is there someone out there right now that uh, that that you look at that's also on the scene that you're like, I'd love to go on tour with them. I think we'd be a cool one-two punch. Oh, to go on tour with? Yeah, to be oh, like, wow. like, and just pick one other one. Or if you got more than one, you can go more than one. But is is there another one that you're like, uh, you know, I would love to go out with these guys because I think we could, you know, whether it's 50,000 or 1,000 people, we could put on a hell of a one-two show. Yeah, the Foo Fighters. Sure. A hundred percent. I think there would be no greater show because I, I really, uh, I want to tap, I, I tap into a similar kind of vein that I think Dave Grohl uh, really values as well. And uh, I think that would be the best bang for your buck without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Be a DR yeah. Foo Fighters. Absolutely. Well, I, I love that goal. When you're playing that one right there, my head went to... We need to have in town Aaron Jones and Des Rock. <laughs> I know him, yeah. I, mean, I love yeah. the way he plays. Like yeah, I yeah. love his guitar and his soulfulness and everything. And I heard that right there as well. And I'm like, man, that would just be, that would be a Friday night that yeah. I would enjoy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a super nice guy. I was hanging out with him at a Sonic Temple yeah. a couple weeks ago. We were on the same day. And I think he was like tripping acid. He was like out of his mind. <laughs> And he's like, yo, Des, he's like, what part of the UK are you from? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you know me, man. Like, I'm from New York City. I think he was just out on another planet. That guy's some rock star stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the good stuff in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you been doing a lot of the festivals as well? Yeah, uh, we were fortunate enough to do Sonic Temple, okay. uh, Welcome to Rockville in Daytona, Florida. Yep. Um, we got, like, uh, great times on the main stage. It was really, really awesome. I, you know, I love those big ones. I, yeah. I love I love having a lot of space to run around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are definitely big ones with a lot of space too. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Before I let you go here, I always kind of like to just you know dive deep into the uh, the oddness of what's in Des Rock's head. So let's just we're just gonna fire some random questions Uh-oh. at you. Ready for it? Okay. All right. Uh, what is your go to snack food? I know you you said rapid fire, right? So I have to answer really fast. Yeah, I mean it doesn't be super fast. You can take a moment. I'm gonna have some really weird ones for all these questions. Go, yeah, very I love untraditional. It. <laughs> Go to snack food, uh, lasagna. Like I always love having lasagna around in my refrigerator, and I'll always eat that. Or eggplant parmesan. So you mentioned earlier I had to give you some uh, some places to eat around here. Oh, is, is that, that what you're going for? Am is, I getting an Italian recommendation? I mean, there's a 
There's a couple of them. Okay, okay. All right, all right. I'm, I'm, now I got to think about that okay. one. Now, now I, I, I've lost focus now because now I'm thinking about the food I want to send you yeah. to. <laughs> um, movies. We kind of went a little bit Star Wars wise. Actor or actress that if you could play a role in any kind of movie with them, who would you want to be next to? Robert De Niro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good one. No question. No I question. mean, he's so good. Yeah, I'm also a huge Corsese fan, so no question. All of it. Yep, yeah, for sure. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs, yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I'm allergic, so. Oh, well, I'm allergic to cats. Oh, well, there you go. So See, it works go. out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Then uh, last one, and this one actually focuses back on the on the music. You kind of already mentioned ACDC. That was kind of the, the inspiration Growing up, would you say growing up? Oh, yeah. ACDC, Queen, Led Zeppelin, everything. Oh, so much, yeah. So those are the ones that were the inspiration growing up. As you now take those inspirations and you sit in the studio, do you, Des Rocks, go, this sounds too much like my inspirations and I want to make it more mine? Or do you go, man, this kind of sounds like what I love and what I grew up with and it is mine? Oh, I always embrace that. Yeah, I, I never... There's times when you try and write your own version of something that already exists. The amount of times I've taken a stab at having a Des Rocks Bohemian Rhapsody and fallen on my face because I'm not five English dudes in the 70s and I'll never recreate that magic. So when I tap into something that I think is genuinely drawing from influences subconsciously and I'm not consciously trying to do it, then that to me is actually not only okay, but the most exciting stuff because it's all filtered through the Desrocks stew, you know, whatever my unique voice and my unique life experiences are, and it will be something new and interesting. And that, to me, is standing on the shoulders of giants. But there's a huge uh, difference between that and ripping off, like some other bands do. Um, so yeah, that to me is I get so excited when that happens. When I go, oh my god, this is like uh, Zeppelin, but I, I, I kind of like originated it on my on my own a little bit. But it's definitely influenced by that and based in that. But I think I can push the production. I think I can push the, the craft of the songwriting and make it something entirely new. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And that's a great way to look at it, too, yeah. of like, you don't want to be them. You want to still be yourself. But there's just that little flavor. I mean, yeah, it, we, you know, we've been we've been rocking for 70, 80 years now. There's only so many ways you can spin things. But if you can spin it in and in, in have that inspiration, but still spin it in that new way. That's what you're always looking for. I mean, man. if you think of Zeppelin as the example too, like Zeppelin is just completely re-spinning all of their 50s and early 60s like right. rock and roll records from the South, you know? And it's like, wow, all those melodies are exactly the same, but you have some British teenager doing it who's got a crazy voice mixed with this like futuristic auteur guitar player, you get Led Zeppelin. So, yeah. you know, it's the same principle, just different times and different ingredients. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, it's uh, it's a different world the way everyone can find new music. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that uh, people listening to the end of this right now have discovered you even more beyond what we're already playing of you, uh, but it discovered you even more and then not only check you out, obviously, on all your different platforms, because I'm sure you're on every streaming and social media. Check you out all there. Uh, but also, when we get you back in town, because we're going to have to do it, get you back in town. Of course. And get you on stage, they come check you out. Because, man, I, I think you'd put on a good one. Oh, man, I, I can't wait for you to come to a show show. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. A show show. Not, yeah. not just you and me in a studio show, like a show show. This is an acoustic hang, <laughs> and then there's show shows. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. We need a show show. Yeah. Uh, man, Des Rocks, I appreciate you stopping in and playing for us. That was awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me.